You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. A couple of announcements today before we begin. First, I'd like to welcome Anna Vigu to the show as our new official co-host. Hi. In- Hi. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. You're You're... You have equal voice to me now, so you can cut me off whenever you like. <laughs> Yay, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Basically, in order to help manage planning these uh, shows between hosts with erratic and unpredictable schedules, we decided to enact a freebird rule, meaning that shows may proceed with any two or three hosts, even if one has to cancel at the last minute. Paul. <laughs> Regular listeners will have no questions as to why we chose Anna uh, after she took part in our previous Leisure Suit Larry episode and last week's King's Quest Four episode, which has been doing very well in the numbers. So thank you all for tuning in and thank you, Anna, for um, being a box office attraction, apparently. Um, You are not a box office bust. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. (laughs) as I have announced previously, on Saturday, March 28th, 2020, the Classic Gamers Guild is hosting Quest for Kidney. Due to March being National Kidney Awareness Month, it is a fundraiser which will benefit Stephen Alexander and the medical bills that are stacking up for his dialysis expenses. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the CG Guild and Facebook. Search for us as Classic Gamers Guild. We have a page. We have a group. Uh, we'll give you all the details there. I won't waste your time too much on it right now. Just for those of you who want to get to the episode, and speaking of which, we are welcoming back one of our regular special guests, Mike Alberton, co-host of, or well, primary host of the Games My <laughs> yeah. Mom Found podcast. You can find him over at Podbean. Do you, ha- have you yet spent the, like, ten bucks to get yourself a <laughs> domain name? I have not. We own the, the actual <laughs> website, GameMyMomFound.com, but we have not done anything with it yet, but we do own it. Okay. So. You could... It's very easy to connect the two. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. <laughs> One well, of these days. <laughs> we'll leave a link for you to click on to send you over to their show. Uh, it, it is a great little time kill. Uh, they, they have... Uh, they, they cover a lot of really cool games. Uh, they're really cool people. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get, get some plugs in if you like a little bit later on, but sure. we are all here to discuss uh, one of my favorite games, especially of the platform genre I think it belongs to, uh, American Mickey's Alice from 2000. The Tomb Raider we've all been waiting for. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Tomb Raider we would want if we preferred underage girls instead of busty women. Well, she's 18, I want to say. I want to say it's her 18th birthday when they first show the opening cutscene. Oh, that's correct. Isn't yeah, it? Cause yeah, because she's been right. in a coma for years after the fire. And uh, yeah, she must have been 18. Right. That's what that's what the Wikipedia says in front of me. 18 in age, anyways. <laughs> not, so, not so much in the... Uh, um, you know, she's, if she's been in a coma for a few years, she's probably, number one, still the mind of like, what is that 15 or 16 and probably suffering some major brain damage. But, uh, Hey, if you like it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take it grim. 
They also don't sexualize her at all either, which was, I thought was a, an interesting piece too. Yes, yes. I, I do have to at least give it that much. I, I am just joking around here. Um, I know. She is completely, <laughs> yes. Oh, you know. I'm, I'm sure this could be taken out of context and used against me at some point. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Tomb Raider. Let's, um, yeah. It, you, you, it kind of have to bring that up once you bring up Tomb Raider, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, um, so let's let's start off with uh, everybody's opinions on American McGee's Alice. Uh, first of all, I know Mike, you covered it recently because you just recently played through it, didn't you? Yeah, for the first time after I've been sitting on this game for well over fifteen years, like I'm going to play that one day, and I mm-hmm. finally did. Nice. And so you knew about it fairly shortly after it came out, though. Um, I want to say probably within the first five years. I wasn't a PC gamer, but I did know it existed. Right. It had a cool box. Yes. <laughs> so you knew about it probably roughly around the time that I first knew about it, except I actually um, did play it at that time because it came in this little bundle pack with a couple of other horror games. Um, there's like a Dracula game. There's Clive Barker's Undying. Um, I understand that they were all actually pretty good games. I just never actually got around to playing them. I bought it specifically because of American Biggie's Alice because I heard it was good and it was like a $30 bundle. And I um, I lost it other discs at some point. Did it come with the uh, storybook that was like in the form <sighs> of a psychiatrist journal? Damn, I totally wish it would have. But no, <sighs> this is just one of those, you know, this was one of those bundles where they just came with like the discs and install instructions. Mm-hmm. If I'd actually had the big box release, then yeah, it'd probably come with like a lot of cool stuff. But uh, nope, this was the... Um, aftermarket run or whatever you want to call the and whatever you call those like the <laughs> hey we have a bunch of things let's see if we can make a buck on these and they clearly did because i gave them my 30 bucks <laughs> well you know it That's actually didn't mm-hmm. really have anything to do with the game so much anyways it was sort of a, a novelty item to get people more into the story because I, I think american was really looking to get people involved a little bit with the character because mm-hmm. we knew nothing of alice at that point <laughs> well the disney version of alice this version of alice are a little <laughs> bit different she's not killing things in that movie so well, well it's funny because when i um uh my, my girlfriend at the, actually no not even like my friend at the time before she was my girlfriend and before my eventual wife um i was telling her about this game i was like hey i, just, I started playing this really cool game um this is back when she was we were just friends and so she pretended that she cared about video games just for my sake um Aww. she doesn't do that so much anymore but uh she uh i was saying like hey i play this really cool game you probably like it just because it does seem like something she would like where it's like hey it's like um alice but it's like a darker take she like you know her family burns down. She uh, goes to a mental asylum. She's like, isn't this Return to Oz? I'm like, shit, you're right. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, Where's those wheelers? <laughs> but it was really cool um, to see this like dark interpretation of Alice and, and Wonderland, especially because, you know, basically the story is that she undergoes this severe trauma of, um, you know, personal tragedy and, and Wonderland, which takes place in her dreams, um, got corrupted by her mental trauma and nightmares. So Wonderland is now this hellacious place. Um, mm-hmm. And all the characters that she knew are just like these really weird, twisted versions of themselves. And, um, well, it's a platform game, so she has to kill everything. Which I didn't expect that. <laughs> like when I first played this, I didn't really know it was much of a platformer going in. I was like, I mean, it wasn't for the fact that I could say whenever I needed to. 
I would not have been okay with this game. Like, I'm not good at platformers. I would have been on the desk, and I probably would have gave up. But there's some really tricky platforming in this game. Yeah, there is. I think there was a maze I got stuck at for quite a while. Uh, I, I forget what level that was. There was some sort of a maze, or maybe it's not even a maze. Maybe I just I'm so direction blind that it seemed like a maze. Well, but, there uh, is a maze. There is a maze near the end, but there's also parts where like you have to jump on something that's moving while you're also moving. So they, they oh, do God, some yeah, very no, complicated it's like Castlevania jumps. That's all. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's um, kind of hard to see where you have to go, and even when you do know, it's hard to get there a bit. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, um, those moving platform bits where it's like I'm on a moving platform, I have to jump to a moving platform, those weren't quite so bad for me because I did grow up playing Ultima 8, which was far worse and far more unexpected. So (laughs) at this point, I was kind of like, yeah, that's fine. At least I expected something like this here. Never played an Ultima game. Okay, no, I am it. disconnecting you in three, two. <laughs> Sorry, one. yeah, it's just I you want and me to. now, Rick. <laughs> I just never have yet. No, I've always loved games that are based around asylums, anyways. I mean, uh, or at least have a starting point as such: a sanitarium, uh, John Saul's Blackstone nice, yeah. Chronicles. Uh, I Countdown? mean, in this game was which one? Do you know Countdown? No, what's that one? Oh, you'd love it. Point and click. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, exactly what you described. You start in an asylum. Countdown. I love that. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, this one had a, a great balance of action and story. It was pretty linear. I mean, other than puzzles, you weren't exactly exploring every little nook and cranny. It was kind of guiding you around. Mm-hmm. The weapons were fun. I mean, the cards, that was great. They had some distance. There was a jack-in-the-box that was Thank ineffective. You. I think there was an explosive <laughs> one that was kind of fun. I loved the chess uh, scene stuff. I thought that was really well done. It looked really cool. Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they used the Quake 3 engine with this. I mean, they really gave it a workout. Like, I appreciate that someone else liked the cards. And we talked about it on my show. They did not like the cards, but I loved the card really? weapon. That was my go-to oh, weapon yeah. no, for like over them. half the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they hated it. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? So I'm <laughs> yeah, glad someone else so agrees cool. with me. <laughs> so are you playing it on easy, medium, hard, nightmare, oh, suicide? I played it on easy. <laughs> yeah, me was. too. <laughs> I must have played it on so. easy because there's, there's never been a time where I've actually passed a game on a level above easy. <laughs> it's hard. Like this game, I could I could see it being very difficult and especially like nightmare difficulty because even in easy, if you get trapped in a, in a small area with enemies, they will rip you to shreds. I mean, yeah. they can mm-hmm. quickly. I mean, you get a lot of health. Like, almost every enemy gives you health and magic power up, so you're constantly at full health. But you can, plus you, I think you want to, no, you don't have a region, but there's so many health pickups that it it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, you're able to get enough health and go into most fights fully ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Which, I like this, I like that. Mm-hmm. This game could have been a little bit different. They had some alternative ideas running. There was uh, Alice in a trailer park. She had abusive parents. She comes home one day and the stepdad bonks her over the head with a beer bottle. And then Wonderland takes place while she's passed out on the floor. Or alternatively, Alice is a little raver girl. And she goes to a rave and she does the wrong combination of drugs and ends up on a bad trip. And the story is centered on her fighting to get back out of that trip. She's like flashing back to reality in the club or in the ambulance or in the hospital but uh they ended up going for what we saw the psychiatric that was a very good decision (laughs) right (laughs) given the alternatives i I think think that's the right choice sounded cool but then it couldn't take place in 1874 (laughs) there was no raving in 1874 (laughs) 
So when they remake this one, they might uh, look at with a different spin. I mean, there was supposed to be a cartoon, right? I mean, I, I haven't heard anything about it since I think 2017. But uh, Alice Otherlands, an animated series, and Alice actually goes into other people's minds and reveals what lives in their self-conscious. Hmm. That sounds cool. Yeah, I would if there was any news after the Kickstarter like was super duper successful, but I haven't heard anything since. Well, I think EA has the rights to this, I want to say, or does American McGee still? Mm, Can't, that's I know it's a very good weird. question. Does anybody um, know the answer to well, that? Well, it was published by <laughs> EA, so I'm going to guess it's owned by EA. Okay. Yeah, I I'll, think I'll he has that. the right to make new ones, and maybe. Because I know there's a third mm. one supposedly coming at some point. Yeah. Um, okay. That's what they say. Yeah, because the, the second one was in 2011, Madness Returns. Uh yeah, the next one's supposed to be coming out soon if it does. Ha have either of you tried Grimm? I just learned of Grimm like while I was researching this um this episode. So I do want to actively track it down and give it a try. I I don't if it's available for legal sale and distribution. <laughs> of course, it's pretty weird, right? You've got like this dwarf, he creates darkness and he's sick of how sweet fairy tales are and he wants to revert all lighthearted fairy tales to their darker grim version by converting all our objects to dark. And that gives him power. So, sounds interesting. No, it does sound really cool and Grimm's is a definitely really cool um source to uh to base upon this just don't is... read the reviews you should be fine <laughs> if you're if you're going to source all of grimm's um you you have a lot of lore to work with <laughs> that's true like one thing about this game that i thought also interesting how they make her a very snarky character like there when she, mm -hmm. one of the early scenes she's talking to cheshire cat she's like there's more than one way to skin a cat and he's like i prefer if you don't <laughs> use that term I, I just, that made me crack up the Cheshire really Cat's <laughs> awesome in this game. There's something about him that's just, uh, he, he's just, I don't know, he's just really cool. He's just sort of more, uh, he's a little bit more sinister. He's got that little purr to his voice where it's just kind of like that, um, I don't know, he's almost kind of taunting, but also kind of being helpful. Uh, helpful with quotation marks around it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does point you, like, that was one thing nice would let me know I'm going the right direction he would when he would pop up and start talking to me again. I'm like, okay, I'm in the right way. Because every so often mm -hmm. I did get lost a couple times in this game. Yeah, it's a relief <laughs> to see him. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at what uh, American McGee did before. I think this is the first game that's actually labeled as American McGee's. And um, before this, he worked on, like, Doom 2, Quake, mm -hmm. and Hexen. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, yeah, this pretty much is <laughs> Alice as interpreted by a guy who worked on Quake and Doom 2. Mm -hmm. That's... Um, yeah, no, that's uh, uh, yeah, I, I had very little, I had very little knowledge of what he had done previous to this until I just looked it up, and um, yeah, no, this this guy has this guy has a little bit of pedigree to him. Yeah, he became buddies with uh, Nine Inch Nails frontman Trent uh, Reznor, and uh, so he ended up <laughs> providing music for a bunch of the games. You're like, cool, McGee's like hanging out with them on tour and at the studio and making friends with like Marilyn Manson and all these other people. And see, I I didn't know any of this, and I am absolutely zero percent surprised. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, this guy is a wild man. I mean, he, he when he was 11, he got his first computer from his uncle uh, who sold like only 
early 1980s Timex Sinclair portables door to door. And he, he just wanted to unload the last few before he got out of business. So he's just like, here, kid. And this, this kid who's like a super genius with super eccentric parents, uh, they were going to name him Bognard, but, but they changed their mind. They went with American because his mom knew some lady who had a kid, a daughter that she named American anyways. So he's just like, yeah, we're going to explore basic and we're going to get on with this programming stuff. Once he found out he was about to be named Bognard, I'm pretty sure he wiped the sweat <laughs> off his brow. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, a oh. terrible first name. <laughs> Why was that even in consideration? You have well, to let's ask see. His mom. We could name him American or we could name him Bognard. <laughs> Let's flip a coin. But no, she ran off when he was 16. He came home one day to an empty house. His mom and his stepfather were gone, and he was just on his own from there on in. So there you go. All right. That's, uh, that, that explains a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I said gotten her. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were mentioning earlier, like they do a really good job of changing up all the characters. We Like we mentioned mm -hmm. Cheshire, but even I want to say it's a caterpillar. It's just mm -hmm. super strange as hell. Like everything <laughs> is like a twisted version of what you would know as a kid from the mm -hmm. famous Disney movie. Yeah, that was his passion. He was actually kind of against the Disney movie. He was more into the darker side of things. And his fantasy was to be able to bring it back again, because mm -hmm. Disney was removing it. it. It was there with Grimm's. Well, I'm, I'm actually a really big fan of the um, original book, uh, mm -hmm. Alice in Wonderland, even more so than For, For the Looking sure. Glass. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually one of my top, probably top five, pro possibly top three books of all time. Uh, just because of how well it's written. And the um, I think one thing you don't really pick up on as a kid and, until, or at least I didn't until I read it as, um, I guess I was like 20-something when I really sat down and read it. And it was just Alice in Wonderland, that first book, is like the funniest book I've read. <laughs> It'll, if you could actually get the humor, like if you're really in the mindset to pick up on some of the subtleties, I, I would put it up there as like, funny alongside like uh hitchhiker and such it's yeah uh, i i would definitely rate it in my top 10 as well and i've made sure all of my boys have uh read it with me reading mm -hmm. it out loud is a treat oh i can imagine it, if i if i wanted kids i would totally look forward to that oh, it's the best part <laughs> getting to all those books quite a few episodes back i can't remember it seems quite a long time ago now well we actually did an episode of which classic game characters uh, should have joined the Avengers in Endgame. My number two pick was Duke Nukem. That's kind of a little bit obvious. I actually chose number one as American Mickey's Alice because number one, <laughs> it's already kind of part of Disney. And number mm -hmm. two, I just thought that would be like the coolest character just to see uh, in amongst the Avengers. <laughs> just like this dark brooding kid that everyone just sort of thinks is like a kid they have to protect. Uh, she probably doesn't say much and then just sort of like as soon as they have to fight, um, what's his name? Uh, they have to fight Thanos', Thanos. armies. She just like goes out there with like she's popping out her croquet mallet. <laughs> yeah, she's got like the blunderbuss <laughs> and a vorpal blade, just slashing everything, just going nuts. Beautiful. Hey, it could work. I could see it. <laughs> oh, I would love it. I, I would totally go for that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure they have some sort of rights to Alice, right? Or at the very least, it's probably like um, uh, public domain, so anyone can use her. <laughs> um. It should be, I feel like, but 
public domain is kind of weird now thanks to Disney, mm. but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Because Mickey Mouse should be public domain, but it's not. So Yeah, I know. Well, Disney they- now own public domain? <laughs> <laughs> well, Disney, uh, well, Mickey Mouse came up uh, quite a few years ago to uh, be released to the public domain, but of course Disney appealed it so they actually changed the law. So it is still legal. They just uh, extended it so that uh, Mickey Mouse will remain the property of Disney. Yeah, that will keep happening too. <laughs> I feel like. And it'll continue. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it'll happen in perpetuity. Yeah, so. they made the strings. They can pull any strings they want. Well, yeah. It wasn't made by them. They were just using the licensings of all those old fairy tales to make movies that ended up becoming mm-hmm. real famous. Exactly. So it's probably not in there. We- I mean, they, they might own some rights to it, but I'm pretty sure it's probably this got to be public domain by this point i want to say the 1800s um when the first book came out you you would think i would know this since it's one of my favorite books but guess what surprise i don't (laughs) Um, well the game takes place in 1874 so that's why i feel like it's from that time mm -hmm. but i can't remember i'm trying to look it up right now as we speak 1865 so yes 1800s yeah i would say that the um what do you call it? I, I I would say it's probably public domain by now. I think copyright <laughs> has expired. Yeah, I think when you download those free e-readers through an app, that's one of the books that automatically comes with it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I know Treasure Island's on there, too. I once tried to read that. Have you? Far, I haven't made it through that one all the way, either. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No. I do there. own a copy of Treasure Island. <laughs> Have you read a copy of Treasure Island? I said exactly what I need to say on the matter. <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> like another thing about this game that really like surprised me is how much I enjoy if we mentioned earlier, how much I enjoyed all the different weapons. Like I, I, I enjoyed the card, but my favorite weapon in this game was easily that ice staff that she gets. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. love that freaking thing. I used that almost the entire second half of the game. Right. Such yeah. an awesome, awesome weapon. I don't know why it just it really connects with me. Freezing people with ice. <laughs> no, it's I. Ice is always a great weapon in any game. I think I've mm-hmm. every time I've used it, where you could freeze someone and smash them, has uh, been pretty fun. Uh, but the um, I, I'm just really glad that you had a good time with it, uh, playing it not very long ago. I did. Uh, I was surprised. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is one of those games that I really thought was like, oh, you know, maybe it was really good for its time. And I'm not sure if it really aged very well because, you know, uh, as, as we keep moving forward, game design improves and improves. So, you know, when you consider that this was 20 years ago now, <laughs> you'd imagine maybe something didn't quite hold up in that time. But I'm really glad to hear that uh, uh, oh, people can still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Still well, good. It was... I mean, all I want to... I want to say all four of us really enjoyed it when we when we reviewed it. Like it's it's still a good game even when you have no connection to it. Right. Yeah, I think it was designed to be a console game initially, uh, but uh, he wanted to put it on the PC first to prove it could be done. I don't know. Have either of you heard of it being on a another system? Uh, not the first one, no. Okay. I have. It yeah. Was supposed to be have on you? PlayStation One, I think, or something like that. But I know what she's talking about. I have heard something of that nature before. Yeah, but it didn't mm-hmm. actually make it to it there. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forget, but I do feel like you're. It's. I can't remember these details, but I want to say that I do remember reading something about that when I was researching this. Hmm. I can't remember now. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing. It happened. 
It would have worked, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. When you play it, it totally worked. I would have played it a lot sooner than this this year. <laughs> it would have been on consoles. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, did, have you have have any of you played the sequel then, uh, Madness no. Returns? Not yet. I will be, for sure, but not yet. <laughs> How about you? I I would like to say the same, but um, I I have kind of been putting it off just because this is one of those games where I'm sort of like I just didn't really feel the need for a sequel. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, I don't know. I, I've heard very mixed things about mm-hmm. it, anyways. It's supposed to be really good. I imagine I should just give it a try at some point because I did really like the first one, as you can tell, as has been pretty well established by this point. Yeah, the scene where she wakes up in the uh, the institution, right? It's it's a great scene. I mean, just just the the shot of that one where the, she's in the institution right before the the shot where she's lying in the bed with the uh, yeah. white rabbit uh, stuffed mm-hmm. animal. Uh, that was yeah, actually creepy. my. Yeah, that was actually my desktop wallpaper for like 10 years almost. That is like the coolest (laughs) screen ever. Yeah, I like (laughs) screenshot that and then just like put that up. And like that was like, yeah, that's it seriously has been like, if not actually 10, then pretty close. Mm -hmm. Good choice. It's just a super creepy storyline when you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything with her family gets burned. She kind of blames herself. And that's why she's in this nightmare wonderland. Like it is. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they do a good job of really showing wonderland so messed up and changed by what happened by the trauma she suffered. Like you can really see it throughout this game as you play it. Like it, it does a very good job of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see a lot of these characters being reinterpreted for boss battles. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Boss. Yeah, like the one where she eats you. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> I hated that one so much. <laughs> so hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, and you you know you're eventually going to have to fight the uh, Queen of Hearts. You know you're definitely going to have to fight the Jabberwock. But then it's mm-hmm. like you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I guess I got to kill you guys. Sorry, sorry, guys. That wasn't so bad. The Jabberwock was a little bit annoying the second time, but... Yeah, but... That's... <laughs> the centipede bugged me the most, I want to say. That and the Duchess. Mm-hmm, Duchess. I hate the centipede. <laughs> I actually don't remember the Duchess anymore, but I do remember... Um, I do remember the centipede being a challenge. I don't remember hating it, but I do remember it being tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't remember the Duchess at all. The Duchess is the first boss that tries to eat you and you're like in a, in like a big living room, like a big cabin... You have to just run around and hit her, but you don't have a lot of weapons at the time. You only right. have a knife in the cards, so you're limited what you can do, but it's it's annoying. I'll have to look <laughs> that up. I think if I see it, I, I think I have to see it before it'll really come back to me. And this was like, you know, I did play it like 2004 or five or something like that. Like it was some time after it came out, but quite some time ago now. Same for me. Yeah, I tried to load it up on my Windows 7 system and it just, uh, it wouldn't go. It installed and when I clicked on it, it, uh, didn't, uh, go. Mm. Is, is it, um, is there by any chance a patch through Scum VM? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. And I have Scum on there. Thanks. Uh, I'll look into that. It's I'm possible. pretty sure there's a way to, to run it like that. Mm-hmm. I ran it on a Windows 10 machine. Okay, oh, I could really? Do- because yeah, I was going to dust off the old XP machine, but if I don't have to do that, I'll throw it on my main computer. <laughs> yeah, you can. We can talk after the show, but yeah, there's, you can make it run. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, no problem. <laughs> Once the mics are off. Yeah, I, I won't say it on here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was surprised, like, with the queen fight. I mean, that fight was just very, very epic. And it also kind of really wraps up the story of this game and really shows you how it is her own. Her, You are in her head fighting her creation of what mm-hmm. happened to Wonderland, which I thought was really interesting the way they the way they presented that to you. Mm-hmm. That's like what I remember final... taking a long time because I it was never hard enough that I would die very often, but it was hard enough for me to win. Sorry, mm-hmm. it was hard enough that I couldn't win it. So I did a lot of running around and jumping around and hiding and trying to recharge <laughs> my weapons. <laughs> uh, and it took a long time. I just that's all I really remember about that one. It just it took a yeah. long time in one fight. It's not super fast if you don't collect the little red crystals that that come after enemies. Otherwise, it it takes a it does take a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if you use like the blunderbuss where it uses up all your yeah. magic power in one hit, <laughs> and useless weapon. I use it like twice. I hate it. <laughs> well, like another thing about this game that I, I thought was very interesting is that, like we had mentioned, like we mentioned the boss battles, the weapons, and all and all the platform, but the the way that some of the enemies that you fight are just, like, they're comical, but at the same time, they're frightening. Like, you fight giant ants when you're all shrunk down wearing Confederate wearing Confederate clothes, or Civil War clothes, I should say. American right, Civil yeah. War clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny seeing characters wearing the blue jackets from the Union soldiers or the gray jacket from the Confederate soldiers from that time. It just... To me, I'm like, why is this in here? Then I remember, oh, yeah, it's 1874. This would be much more recent history to her than it is now, where it's been, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. (laughs) This is happening now. This is news as it happens. (laughs) So it was was very interesting how they they pulled that off. So I see one little trivia bit here where it says that um, American McGee stated that um, he listened to Crystal Method's Trip Like I Do from the Dark Crystal and Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl to uh, to figure out the tone of the game. Once again, <laughs> I did not know this previously, but I am 0% shocked by any of this. I'm not either. I didn't know that part, but I am not shocked either. <laughs> well, oh, I do want to ask you, what did you guys think of the chess, the, the chess world when you have to move the chess piece and fight chess pieces? Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> I vaguely I remember that, but... Um, yeah. It's great. Uh, it yeah. doesn't explain, like, you have to control a knight, and it doesn't explain how a knight works. So if you don't play yeah. chess, you're not going to know it moves in an L. And I, I knew how it worked, but I still died because I was being stupid. But <laughs> it was so cool to get, to get to do that. Yeah, I was lucky. I grew up playing chess with my dad, so. Yeah, I think that's probably why I don't remember it too well, because I, I know chess pretty well. I'm not good at it, but I know it um, very fluently. Oh, I didn't say I was good at it, Ray. <laughs> I know what the pieces do. Yes, I, that's exa- exactly my situation. I am fluent in the rules of the game, mm-hmm. not how to actually win. But um, so It's I, also near the end of the game. I, I probably did not. It's one worlds. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a puzzle revolving around chess... Uh, including seventh guest, I I usually get through it pretty quickly, so it never really lingers. Uh, <laughs> probably one of my favorite moments is um, I, I think it's pretty early on in one of the levels where you see these little golem-like characters. Uh, they're not enemies; they're just around. And there's like this one who's like constantly punching himself in the face. 
I don't know if you guys <laughs> ran into this guy, but it was really creepy because he's like, he's he's backing off really scared as if from a bully, and it turns out that the bully is just him punching him. himself in the face. <laughs> is this you are your creepy own worst kids? enemy. Yeah. They're kind of like later on as you get like, as you're running around like an asylum part world, there are these creepy little kids that pop out all over the place. Mm-hmm. So maybe what you're thinking of. Possibly. <laughs> again, it, it is all a bit of a hazy memory. I, I kind of didn't want to play it again uh, just because I wanted to kind of capture um, exactly what it was like playing it back then. But the uh, downside of that is that I remember very few details. I wasn't big on the uh, underwater swimming sections. I mean, there was the whole limited air supply thing. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> terrible. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I've never been a fan of the underwater levels. Maybe it was Mario I, that tainted me. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people who played the underwater levels in this game have been through so much worse for underwater levels. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. Fair. they're They're bad, but I didn't hate them. <laughs> but I do know what you mean. Like for yeah. me, I'm like, oh, it wasn't. It could have been a lot worse. They're interest. They're weird. They're very mm-hmm. weird, but interesting in a way. How much sense that makes? <laughs> in this game, it does. Um, this was it's... actually apparently EA's first M-rated game. Really? Apparently hmm. so. Um, and you learned something new. This mm-hmm. is one that uh, American McGee actually tried really hard to get. Like he really wanted it to be M-rated. It deserves That's it. Funny. <laughs> apparently he did not. Apparently he actually did not want this to be sold at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get everything he wanted. He didn't want his name to be on the title. He fought against EA for that one. But you know what? They saw it as a way of branding and a way of protecting the name legally. And they saw that as a, a brand that they could use in the future as well. Yeah, it didn't happen exactly like that. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I want to say there was a falling out between American McGee and EA, and that's why this original game cannot be found anywhere on PC currently, mm-hmm. legally. It can only be found legally if you buy a copy of PS3 or 360, then you can download the original one on on your, that way. Only way to, mm-hmm. to get it right now. Right. Unless you go on eBay and pay $200 for a box copy. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is which is sad because this is such a great game that I wish more people could experience, and it's it's kind of tough to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stuff you just don't see, like the Mad Hatter. He's like unleashing rockets, rockets, and clockwork armies at you, and it's just wild, right? Don't see that stuff everywhere. The Duchess's final sneeze, <laughs> top of her, her head, head is just like it blows okay. right off. I couldn't remember that. The Mad Hatter was creepy as hell. Like, he steps on the rabbit and just kills the rabbit at one point. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's not oh how I remember this going. That's right. That's right. I do remember <laughs> he that. He just kills him. Yeah. Just squish. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. so dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you fight the card soldiers, you can cut, like, a lot of times you stab, well, I didn't use a knife very often, but if you stab them with the Vorpal knife, she'll mm-hmm. cut them in half and blood will come shooting out. Mm-hmm. And it still looks cool. Even for a game that's 20 years old, it still looks cool. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and one context that a lot of people who don't know this game have to really realize is that this was a bit before. I think it just beat the curve of when like dark, gritty reboots really became a thing. So it was pretty novel at the time to see like, hey, remember Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, now it's going to be dark. And <laughs> you know, at this time, that was cool. Like it wasn't cliche. 
<laughs> I think it's still cool, but hey, oh. it might be in the minority. <laughs> well, now it's just been done to death. And uh, n- now, as soon as I see, like, dark, gritty reboot, it almost makes me kind of groan. Um, <laughs> hey, Dark Knight was gritty, and that's an amazing movie, so I guess I can... <laughs> so oh, yeah, I'm a no, that, that, no, that is definitely an argument game, in though. favor, but... Um, eventually we'll be getting to like, ooh, the gritty realistic Smurfs or something like that. (laughs) I mean, we did get a Smurf movie. It's it's okay. My son loved it. I watched it way too many times, but look, they they tried to make Sonic more realistic. Okay. Can, do I, can I leave it at that? (laughs) Oh God, that original. (laughs) I'm so glad they fixed that. Oh gosh. Yeah. So bad. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a movie of Al- of this Alice though. Like you could, you I feel like you could do an interesting movie with this type of setting. Mm-hmm. We won't get one, but it would have been cool. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I agree in theory. Um, I think it would be hard. Like I said, it it kind of does come in the shadow of Return to Oz, which is sort of like the you know, um, which kind of beat American McGee's Alice in concept by quite a large period of time. I think so, it would it work okay as long as we had uh, Rob Zombie direct it. No. That's... The, that That is both a great and horrible idea. <laughs> right? I mean, his <laughs> movies are pretty um, epic, so... And, I mean, the guy is hella oh. intelligent. Okay, you're right. Okay, now, I couldn't remember what Turn to Oz was, but now I remember I rented this movie randomly at a blockbuster, and I was not... A happy kid. When I'm like, what, what, what is this? You were a kid. Oh gosh, those yes, trailers. It's it was, a bit disturbing. It's good though. It's ter- it was terrible. <laughs> I hated it. I hated the movie. I only seen it, and I and I never went back to it yet. But I saw parts of it all as a kid. I I'm like, what? This is terrible. Yeah, I remember that. Well, that, that's kind of the funny thing too, because there was actually one point where <laughs> there was actually rumors of American McGee's Oz. I'm like, that's <gasps> happened. You don't need to do <gasps> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that movie existed. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember that robot. Not like oh, it. God, you're going to yeah. be traumatized for the night now. You're going to wonder why you keep waking up in a cold sweat. You're like, not <laughs> oh, that oh, movie. I don't want to return to Oz. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It was so dark. And I, I like Wizard of the Oz. I'm like, what's going on here? This is not a sequel I want to watch. <laughs> why it's, are the uh, trees so mean? I definitely have to say you have to watch Return to Oz uh, in the context of Oz, the same way that you play American Mickey's Alice in the context of Alice. It's just kind of like, you kind of have to take it as related, but still kind of separate. Uh, I actually, um, I, I watched it again earlier this year when Disney Plus came out, because it's on there. Mm-hmm. And um, after it came out, I immediately went to um, uh, Facebook, I think. And I was just sort of like, okay, so we can all agree now that this is just a straight up horror movie, right? <laughs> like, this isn't pretending to be anything else like this isn't like, you could probably throw in some fantasy in there but this is a horror movie primarily I'm pretty sure we all agree on that now right well that gump yeah. was pretty horrifying <laughs> that gnome king I mean I love the claymation oh god yeah no I, I actually do really like it and granted I did not watch it when it was in any way current I did watch it quite a bit later in life mm-hmm. uh, I think um, when we, I must have been in my mid 20s at some point I watched um, it after watching Waterboy because I, I mean, uh, Veruca. I mean, uh, or my late teens. I was in my late teens when I saw it. 
Yeah. yeah what's her name? The girl there. Uh, She's the main Fruce character. Yeah, yeah, her. She was in uh, Waterboy, and I looked into what else she had done, and I'm like, Return to Oz, this exists. So I, I watched it, and I was <laughs> like, oh, wow, she's so young. <laughs> Making me want to track it down and rewatch it for some unknown reason. <laughs> now that you know what it is, it won't traumatize you so much. You can enjoy it for mm-hmm. its own twistedness, I think. You'll be okay. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> well, when you do, come back and we'll talk about it. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'd be up for that. We'll, we'll do a Sweet. water cooler episode where we talk about uh, Return to Oz. Yeah, and other like movies that scar you but are secondary to oh. what was originally out there. <laughs> I do want to mention is Labyrinth is a lot darker than you than you realize when you like really analyze that movie. That movie's really really dark. I did a whole episode about it. It is a really dark movie. <laughs> oh boy, I should go back and watch that. It's been ages. If yeah, it's a really great movie. But if it's just like if you think of the coming of age story, and you realize that <laughs> in the beginning she has a book. That has David Bowie is is actually the character David Bowie is supposed to be her mother's new boyfriend, and then you when you watch the movie with that context, it's a lot creepier. Oh god! So, oh yeah, that, good point. That's right. It does yeah, start I, that way. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to three hours of, of people talk about it, well, go to Games by Mafia. Yeah, yeah, I will have to do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And speaking of which, um, just as we wrap this up, Mike, why don't you give a couple of plugs for your show? Sure. I I host a retro video game podcast where we also talk about movies and comics every month, starting to be a little bit more. Um, You can find us. We actually did an episode on Alice. Also, you can find us anywhere that you get your podcast. Same place. We're listening to this one right now. As Rick said, we are on Podbeam, but we're on, we're on everything. So, and it's games. My mom found all as one word because I screwed up when I was naming it and I just went with it. (laughs) It works now. I'm like, eh, this is fine, but it wasn't on purpose. (laughs) I regret that we are unable to give you a URL to follow, but uh, yeah. just Google. Google will find me just fine now. I'll give you a link to post that connects right to Podby, but hey, it's a link. Uh, any final thoughts on American McGee's Alice, both of you? think the game came out at the right time uh you know it was a little bit of bittersweet and action and uh and it really caught my attention so i'd love to see it get out there so that more people can play it so wherever it is find it and uh put it up on gog or something come on that'd be I cool wish it was on gog or yeah. steam and you actually so had the big box for it didn't you anna originally don't talk to me about that sorry right now. <laughs> <laughs> you get another one on ebay it's only 200 dollars or more well, let's just say i still have the cds so at least i have that mm. i know that feel <laughs> <laughs> i i was surprised how much i enjoyed this game since it, it's out of my wheelhouse and i'm it still holds up being a 20 year old game it's still really good and i'm so happy i got to play it mm-hmm. all right well, then I guess that wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for uh, joining us once again, Mike. Oh, thank you. It's always, uh, always a pleasure to have you, and I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Uh, for those of you at home, please let us know what you think. We are on Facebook. Uh, we have a page. We have a group. Look for us, the Classic Gamers Guild. We are on Twitter at the CG Guild. We're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. You can find our website, www.cggpodcast.com, as well as whatever you happen to be using to listen to us right now. 
Uh, we are on Patreon. Find us there if you want to support the show. And again, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, we will give you uh, more updates and information on the Quest for Kidney fundraiser that is happening later this month, Saturday, March 28th. Uh, all the information will be put up online over the next couple of weeks. So hope to see you there. Hope you come out. Hope you uh, throw a few dollars to help out a really good guy. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. And um, I don't know, Anna, I guess you can close off. <laughs> Make multiple save files and give them all descriptive names. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Don't do a murder. 